0: the music back on, let's get the party back cracking up in here man where's your suit switch1197 online now at switch1197.com Bruce Youth Alternative Switch
1: Welcome to another awesome episode of Gay Savvy with just Cat and Michael at the moment
2: which is uber awesome uber awesome in itself just Cat and Michael just chilling in the studio love it
1: Mm, it is good. It is. It's like the good old days.
2: I know, but uh, it's not going to be. It's not going to be this quiet and, and alone for very long. Um, so many people are going to mm. be through these doors tonight. We
1: have a jam-packed show. Brianna Carpenter.
2: Yes, she's coming here. She's going to be sitting here in the chair beside us. She's going to have a chat, She's going to sing a song.
1: I'm so excited about that. She mm. is fantastic. She is. I'm awesome. a little bit of a fan. I might yeah. fangirl out on you.
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> keep you, keep you away. Put you in the corner. Brianna in the other corner. To stay. <laughs> Separate, thank you.
1: We've also got Stephen Carmichael.
2: He is. He's going to chat to us. He was going to come in, but he's such a busy man preparing for a show tomorrow night, he's going to call in and have a chat with us online tonight.
1: That will be awesome. And, of course, Angry John is back in the studio he's to do what's Scottish. got his goat.
2: He's Scottish and he's angry. <laughs>
1: Yes, and he's very angry tonight, I understand. And we also have the awesome Spencer doing yes. a bit of uh, music news. Oh,
2: bless Spencer. Yes, Spencer's calling in. He's got his uh, his music update for us for the week. Tell us all about the happy hap-haps of the musics around town.
1: And he knows everything.
2: Oh, totes. I he's, love Spence. He's the music man. Instead mm. of the piano man, the music man.
1: Well, until, until our music man gets here, you're going to have to... Uh, stick with the music woman, oh. why don't we hear some Andy Bull keep on running? Oh, I do love it. And we're back on Gay Savvy here with just Kat and Michael for now. <laughs>
2: we are. John's going to come and join us soon. He's he's racing here and from work, um, but he'll make it and he'll be here all Scottish and jovial as he is. Hoity, hoity, hoity. Um, but so it's starting to get on the show, really, and um, Kat,
1: yeah. I
2: have had dramas at home recently. Purchasing furniture. Have you
1: had to You pur- didn't buy it from Ikea, did you? Because IKEA is the devil.
2: I did. I bought it from the devil <sighs> store. The it's devil. the devil. It is. Oh, have you have you bought it and found yourself standing surrounded by bits and pieces and screws in the middle of your living room just tearing your hair out and uh, screaming?
1: Oh yes. I, they, they don't even number the bits. They they just have these these obscure Obtuse diagrams That don't make any sense No not at all It's like And then there's like Letters instead And numbers. I'm like
2: Oh lord It just It's hell And I've always wanted like to, I'm just going to make my own thing And that's what I end up Doing half the time Like I stick it all together And then I'm like Ah
1: ha ha Oh you freestyle you Freestyle Oh, Your IKEA stuff Mm-hmm. That's not I roll oh.
2: And I end up with something That vaguely looks similar Mm-hmm. But not quite. But it's it's it's, it's pretty much there. And <laughs>
1: it's there's like close six enough.
2: there's six leftover pieces in a shelf. I'm not sure where that was supposed to go. But you know.
1: Yeah. What the fuck is an Allen key? Yeah.
2: Eat that <laughs> shit? I've got a hammer.
1: Bring me my hammer.
2: Um, but look, these these guys overseas, um, they found a great use for this instead. Um, they went, look, that's a great idea, Michael. They heard my call and they went, let's make other stuff instead with it. And they made hmm. a website called IkeaHackers.net. That's quite cool. A, it is very cool. And they, mm. their idea was, well, let's go and get other bits of Ikea furniture and let's make stuff that it shouldn't be. And they started to come up with really cool and creative ideas and gave people instructions, actual instructions on right. what to do.
1: Well, that's half the battle is you can't read the instructions. So if these guys know how to to convey that more concisely and... and, I'd go there any day. Yeah, productively, yeah, I'd go there.
2: Yeah, so you go there, and then they tell you, and you can, like, instead of making a bookshelf, you can make, like, a a little mini bar. Um, (laughs) Literally.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and see, yeah, if you want, like, cooler stuff, it's like, oh, no, I don't, you know, really want this kitchen. I just want a swing, (laughs) an adult swing. I don't know. Like, how creative can you get?
2: But what's... Awful about this, and what gives IKEA our title for Freak of the Week is they found this out and they made them cease and desist, cease and desist notice to this website. Oh. They've been harassing them for years, apparently, telling them to take it down, and they've won. Oh,
1: they've conceded, squashing the little guy. They have. They've handed them
2: over the domain name uh, because they were like making money off the advertising around this stuff. Like, oh, you know, you want IKEA to lose money, so yeah, IKEA have won out. They've taken the creative IKEA website away from us, and it's just absolutely devastating. I don't Mm. know what I'm going to do. Because I only just found it. I was getting ready to make bar fridges.
1: You could just buy real furniture. Yeah. It's not made out of cardboard.
2: That's a good idea. <laughs> good idea. But look, what we'd love to hear from you guys is what's the strangest thing you've ever made out of your IKEA furniture before? Have you ever just got the shits and gone like, you know, that's supposed to be a table? I'm going to make a cubby house. Like, what have you done? Call in the studio and let us know. 321 or jump online to Twitter and Facebook and uh, let us know what's the strangest thing you've ever made with your IKEA furniture. And uh, we'll be back after oh, these musical numbers here on Gay Savvy.
1: And you're back on Gay Savvy. Now, before the break, we were talking about weird and wonderful IKEA furniture.
2: We were. uh, Then you took us to your lesbian folk music. What was that? (laughs) Honestly.
1: Michael's not impressed with my lesbian folk music. For anyone else out there who loves Annie DeFranco, come to my defense. Jump on our Facebook page and tell Michael that it's... It's better than some of his little gay boy music.
2: I haven't even heard any of this Annie DeFranco that you speak of. She's excellent. I'm sure she is. sure
1: she is. Sure <laughs> Come you's... on, guys. Back me up, please. Mm. Someone, anyone.
2: Yeah, look, I'm sure you love her, but it's, it's time for our, uh, our weekly dose of You Know What I Love. And uh, look, to kick us right off the bat tonight, I have been reading, I've been watching. And you know what I love? Uh-huh. I love celebrities whose musical careers fall, fail, falter, flat on their face.
1: That's just mean.
2: I know it's just mean, but sometimes, you know, you just love to see them fall from grace. Well,
1: who in particular do you think has fallen to...
2: Oh, look, she used to be just Jenny from the block. She used to have a little <laughs> and now she has a lot. And now she ain't got much, much better anymore. Um, she has failed with her new album and I can't help but giggle. Um, oh. I'm sorry, all of the diva demands you've heard from her over the years and she's all been like, I'm JLo, lo bitch! And uh, she's put herself out there, she's on everything and it's like people forgot that she actually makes music. She's uh, released a new album and... Uh, she's... She got
1: the World Cup song, didn't she? Isn't that a big deal?
2: I don't know. She, uh, her album in America is, is just sold less than... Um... God, Mariah Carey's new album, which uh, is tanking really <laughs> badly. She sold at less than $25,000 uh, copies in the US. In the UK, she's barely sold 3,000 copies of a new album.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, um, that's awful. Yeah,
2: now she's back to being Jenny on the block, and she, she used to have a lot, now she only got a little. So, I'm sadistic. I love it.
1: That is, that's a bit mean. You know what I love this week? What do you love? Just America.
2: America. And
1: Americans. America. And no, specifically though, I love how, you know, when you go on a reality TV TV show in America, like the whole world is your oyster afterwards. You go on a reality TV show in Australia and it's like, oh, you might get a guest spot on Neighbours or you might get to host another reality TV show. But that's about it, really. Mm. Like probably not. Yeah, maybe get away. I don't know. Yeah, But that's about it. But in America... You can do anything you want. And it doesn't matter if it's related to the show or not. It can be as fanciful as you like. Particularly, this is what I love, Farah Abraham.
2: who What's was that?
1: She was on um, Teen Mom. Right. She was a teen mom.
2: Okay, so she's been young and pregnant, yes. Yes,
1: and now she's moulded her private parts for new sex toys. What? Yes. She's going to have her own signature range. That's gold. And she's moulding her bits, and you can go and get her specific bits. Yeah, the sex toys. See, I thought
2: you're going to have something else, because, like, yeah, you're talking about the things, and um, one of the guys from the block is now a getaway host, as as you were speaking (laughs) about getaway. And, like, they had uh, Russell, who was in Survivor a couple of seasons over in the US. He got a reality show about renovating stuff, and he was on Survivor. It's just bizarre. They can do anything. Anything they
1: want. Anything they want. Mm. So I love it. I want to go to the States and be on... Big Brother or something.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, if, if you guys know out there, because there's so many of them, what's the weirdest thing you've seen an ex-reality TV star up to? I mean, in Australia, we had um, one of the Big Brother guys was like up late um, on one of the phone sex ads, I remember. <laughs> um, yes, he was modelling on that um, a few years ago, um, which was quite different. There's been a few over the years. Some of them just go and they keep repeating reality shows. They mm. go from Survivor onto The Amazing Race. Uh, they're going from Big Brother onto Survivor. It's hilarious. Love it. So phone in, 3221-0197. What's the weirdest thing you've seen an X-Reality contestant up to? And uh, we'll check your answers when we come back from this song.
1: You are back on Gay Savvy here with Kat and Michael and Scottish John and Brianna Carpenter. Welcome. Thank
3: you. Thanks for having me.
2: Yes, she is in the studio, a very live guest. Uh, Here with the guitar as well. I'm loving the guitar.
3: Thanks. You can't get much more live than being here, so that's good. I think I'm doing well.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's all. And we get a lot of phone-in guests, so having someone in
4: is is quite special. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing not to have a phone-in guest. I don't think I've ever been here when there was a a live person with you know actual clothes and an instrument and. (laughs) That's that's what they mean
1: by that. That's why they're so excited, not because you know our guests end up as corpses or anything (laughs) like that. Alive is
2: better than dead. Now for. Everybody who's catching up. Uh, Brianna Carpenter is a local Brisbane artist uh, who is currently working—not working on. She's uh, promoting and touring a little bit uh, her latest album, which is uh, on "So It Goes." And now, Brianna, you put this album together all by yourself from your bedroom. Is that right?
3: From my, I have a studio. A studio. So, yeah. So it's all—it's um, all been been happening in the studio and it took about twelve months. Uh, to do, and I did it all myself, and produced it, and engineered it, and recorded it, and all by your good self. Yep, all by myself. Uh,
2: yeah, it's a wonderful album. It's incredible. <laughs> do you
1: have to? Do you have to like bounce things off people though? If because if you're doing everything yourself, you're not getting a lot of input, are you?
3: Yeah, it it, it definitely um, gets a little bit full on when you're sort of just working by yourself. You have to be really confident in your ideas, and I definitely did bounce stuff off other people. Um, but yeah, you just have to kind of trust your instincts a little bit, I think, and, and um, not be too full of yourself
1: as well, you know, kind of like, oh, this is awesome, but you have to... Yeah, but you did the whole thing yourself. You should be full of yourself. <laughs> yeah. By rights, you've got every reason to be full of yourself. Yeah,
4: damn, I am good. Very, very good. I guess you know as well that way that your music's going to have the integrity that you want it to have. You know, it's not mm-hmm. being micromanaged by any producer or anybody else whose sound you're not necessarily interested in. Yeah. So that's a positive to work in alone.
3: That's exactly it, yeah. And that's the way, like, that's why I wanted to do it that way this time. was not that the producers that I've worked with before have been bad. They've been incredible. But because I've done a degree in that area and I know what I'm doing, I was sort of like, why aren't I doing it? You know, I should try it. So, so
2: you didn't just pick up a guitar one day at home and go, you know what, I'm going to make some music. That'll be fun. Yeah, no.
3: Oh. Yeah, I did like four years of study and, you know,
4: Oh, the good stuff, you got made, the goods.
2: I
3: made sure that I knew what I was doing so that it wasn't crap when I released something. Now, you know, sit out
4: there budding artists, like it, it takes time and dedication, it does. musically talented. And uni degrees.
3: And uni degrees sometimes, yes. Now,
2: uh, in terms of influences, because I've listened to this album about five times already, because you let me have a sneak peek a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, nice. I get a very Regina Spektor kind of feel to your music. Is she one of your influences, or did, is she somebody you listened to?
3: Yeah, she she was certainly someone that I listened to um, a lot, quite a few years ago, before she was actually um, super well known. Yeah. yeah, I was I sort of explored her and found her. Um, but yeah, not so much, not so much now.
2: Yeah, um, who who would you cite suppose supposed you your major influences now?
3: Well, Feist is probably up there, which is, you'd probably get that kind of vibe from from this kind of more. It's
2: another one of those artists where cats nodding and I'm going who?
3: Yeah, <laughs> mean, so, yeah, it's very soulful. She's um, she's very, she's just very in touch with the emotion that's connected to it and the lyrical content. Um, and lyrics are a big thing for me, so she'd probably be up there.
4: Do you find it difficult to to stand out to be considered an individual? Because Regina Spektor, you know, as a comparison, is obviously was considered quite quirky, but then you know there's um, there's Imogen Heap and Brisbane local Emma Dean. Like there's a lot of people mm-hmm. like that around. So do you find it hard to make your own sound um, very different?
3: You, don't, I don't really think about it. To be honest, um, if it if it's gonna work, it's yeah, if it's going to work, it's going to work, uh, and I just kind of roll with it, you know, you, you, I kind of try and not to compare myself with anyone else, uh, and just hope that something sticks and someone connects with someone. So, yeah, you're producing
4: something personal that's yours, so. Yeah,
3: so you would hope that it's not too similar to someone else.
2: Now, speaking of which, you're going to take us over with the song in a moment, um, what's the track that you're going to sing for us?
3: So, okay, today I'm gonna do um, a song called Save Me because I thought that would be good for Brisbane, uh, a Brisbane show. Yeah. This song is all about how I feel like Brisbane is a country town. Ah. Uh, because I'm always running into people that know someone that I also know that I didn't realize they knew. You know, Everyone's sort of connected in yep. Brisbane and it got me thinking about, when I wrote the song, got me thinking about how do you get away from someone if you live in a country town, if you have a falling out or if you're just trying to break up with someone or do anything, you're going to see them on the street because they're right there.
1: Um, oh, you're preaching to the choir with this lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: oh, we know the feeling. Yeah. Everyone knows my
2: call. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Well, um, if you're ready, why don't you take us away with, sure. uh, with Save Me? Okay. This is Brianna Carpenter.
5: Town. Looking directly at my own feet. If I look up, I might see your face. Oh. Cause it's a pretty small town Show with another. She don't love you.
1: Oh, that was incredible. Thanks. Brianna Carpenter, everyone. Thank you very much. With m- saving, <coughs>
2: yeah. I should say. Something stuck in my throat. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to be back with a little bit more of Brianna Carpenter after this very next song here at Gay Savvy
1: on Gay Savvy. That was Brianna Carpenter before the break with her song, Save Me. That was absolutely fantastic. I said uh, at the beginning of the show tonight that I might fangirl out when you came in and I totally have. (laughs) Oh, that's good. (laughs) That's
2: what you want. Yeah, and it's uh, we were talking in the break about all the different things you do and you're not just Brianna Carpenter, the beautiful singer. Um, You're also a producer as well. You had some of your work featured overseas as well.
3: Yeah, which was so cool. That and would
2: was, be very cool. Yeah,
3: it was awesome to have that, you, to find out that that was happening as well. And sort of one song in particular, Landslide, was used um, on in this really big emotional scene on this show um, on NBC and, and CTV. And they used, like, the whole song. Oh, are you going to name
2: and drop the show for us?
3: Uh, it's called Saving Hope.
2: Saving Hope. I've heard of that.
3: And, it, um, mm. and, and it, it was, like, this moment where he was, you know, because he was in a coma And they were pulling the plug out, you know, and then he was going to die. And they used my song in that massive emotional bit. And I was like, oh my God.
4: And how did that feel for you? Like that's such a dramatic moment. They've got to get that that music right.
3: Yeah. (laughs) For
4: the audience. That must have been amazing.
3: It was. It was really cool to have that kind of moment where it was like, I wrote that song when I was house-sitting someone, actually in Indrapilli, I was house-sitting <laughs> and I, I wrote that song and now it was on some massive show for, with you know, millions of view- viewers. With a completely different context, and it worked really well.
5: So. That's amazing. Yeah, and
2: speaking of which, that's why we found you. Um, I mentioned earlier um, that you inspired my love for uh, uh, Regina Spector. It's The first time I ever spotted you was on Australian Idol 8 million moons ago. Yeah,
1: many, many moons.
2: Uh, year of Matt Corby and Natalie Gouchy. Mm. Wow.
1: Good vintage. Good yeah. year, Good. I say. Did
2: you enjoy that experience?
3: I did. I yeah. did definitely enjoy it. I think um, I went into it. Because I was 21 at the time and I went into it, I auditioned for it because that was the first year I found out you could sing your own song.
4: Like Ah. you could
3: audition with your own song. So I was like, man, okay, awesome potential for people to hear my stuff. And I really did not expect to go as far as I did. (laughs) In the finals. Because I'm not a cover person, like I don't sing covers at all and so that was actually really tricky at that point to go crap now i'm on the show now i'm gonna have to learn other people's stuff and (laughs) and try and do that
4: i think that reality tv route it can be a bit of a trap a lot of really credible artists um want the exposure and then when they get there it's just so mass marketed a lot of people find it really difficult it's such a it's such a factory line in there from what i've heard
3: oh it it definitely is it's um you have to be really clear on what you want to get out of it. And if you don't know that going in, then it's very easy to just snowball into whatever they're trying to market you know, for you. So that I was lucky enough to realize what I wanted to get out of it and, and get out of it as soon as I could, essentially <laughs> as well. I had a bit of a... a fight or bust up with the executive producer <laughs> of the show
1: awesome uh, <laughs> what happened
2: idle scandal <laughs> like, yeah what happened God, give us the, the brief I mean, rundown
3: was it, it wasn't like it wasn't a big deal but it was just that there were certain things that they weren't catering for um, on the show and i just wasn't feeling like they were really trying to get credible artists out of it you know they, they, it was a tv show and you got hardly any rehearsal time with a forty-piece band, and you know, and and you expect to walk around the stage and do choreography with no ear monitors and just things that I was used to as a performing musician. Yeah, before yeah. going on the shows,
2: karaoke, so, not actual performance. So
3: I was kind of hard harder with with the executive producer on, uh, you know, what
1: you're trying to create here is not. Yeah, but enough of the like the the band and the choreography. What's your backstory? Because that's the thing now. Everyone has to have a backstory that you can get a bit teary to.
3: Yeah, right. that,
2: that's what it's all about. It's not the talent; it's that story. <laughs> yeah, enough.
3: exactly. Yeah, you could, yeah. I, could have, I should have had a child, or you know. Yeah. A lisp. You uh, need to have a lisp to win okay, these
2: days. Yeah. Seriously, Abuse what are you doing?
4: Good know. on you for standing up for yourself, though, because it's you who's out there being represented. You know that you're the people; you're the one people see. So that's good on you for saying something. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, that was that's just the way I am. So it wasn't it, it wasn't any big deal really. I just mm-hmm. felt like. They weren't representing the way they should, you know, artists.
2: Yeah, But, and yeah. It, it's, it's beautiful to see that you really did seem to get something out of it and that you've come out and you were a true artist who's producing her own work, which is fantastic. And uh, the album was launched last week. Um, yes. uh, last week or the week before, the 8th of June. I remember because we couldn't go because we were at Queen's Ball. Terrible yes. conflict of dates. Oh,
3: it was such a good show. You oh, missed out.
2: I was such a good ball you missed yeah. out. <laughs> next time, next time. Um, So that was amazing, and we're going to see more of that show at the Tenerife Festival on Saturday, the 5th of July. You're going to be on stage at 3.45pm, and that's going to be amazing. Uh Um, You're also going to be at the New Globe on Sunday, the 13th of July, at 3pm as well. And as well, you are a lady of many talents, tricks and trades. You have your own merchandise line, cute little stuff and things Uh and hair clips and all kinds of Brianna Carpenter stuff. Which you can get at briannacarpenter.com. Yes. And if you are a Switch listener, so you're listening right now online or on our podcast, uh, you can go to the website at www.briannacarpenter.com and enter your code Switch FM at the checkout. And it'll get you a 20% discount of whatever you order, and that'll be value, val- uh, valid until the end of June. Um, it's some really funky stuff. Jump yeah, online and check it out.
3: I was so excited about creating that. I didn't want to do band t shirts or, you know, because I don't really wear that stuff.
2: Yeah. So,
1: so I, why would you ask your listeners to? <laughs>
3: so, I wanted to create cute little things that people would just put in their, you know, hair or bow ties that they wear or, you know, and all wooden stuff. So, I'm really proud of it.
2: Yeah, a very, very unique style. It's great. Um, really, Thanks. really good stuff and uh, really amazing music. And also, of course, make sure you get and buy the album. Is it on iTunes now? It's
3: on iTunes. It's on oh. my website as well if you want a, a physical copy signed or anything. Um, but, yeah, it's also on iTunes. And,
2: well, yeah, you know how lazy people are. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just get on there and click on things. Yeah, go on, spend some money, buy it on iTunes, or jump on the website and get it. Our guest tonight has been Brianna Carpenter. She has been absolutely beautiful, amazing, gracious, and talented. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Thanks so much, <laughs> and oh, we
2: will see you again I'm sure make sure you check out our shows January Festival Saturday the 5th of July is the next one 3.45pm take us away cat. we'll be back very soon with more music on Switch
1: And you're back on Gay Savvy. That was Brianna Carpenter before the break. She was just incredible.
2: She was divine. Yeah. (laughs) What a gorgeous girl with an amazing voice and so down to earth.
4: Yes, such a humble person as well. She was so sweet.
2: Uh, I'll have her back any, any time. And make sure you get on that iTunes and you spend some money and you buy that album of hers. That's just amazing but uh before we get eight o'clock messages we've got to talk about somebody who's not amazing somebody who's absolutely bizarre uh, and he's done it again
1: to be fair this is pretty amazing this it,
2: it is pretty amazing in the most opposite way to to what <laughs> you could ever imagine that brianna carpenter was
4: um yeah the antithesis of brianna carpenter yeah that's what this guy is
2: his name is bernard Gaynor. he oh. is a friend of the switch a friend of gay savvy in the the most loose way we could use the word friend really um, Bernie Gaynor has been at it again. He was on the internets this week. He likes to be on the internets a lot, doesn't he?
1: He does. Mm. He does, but he made a terrible mistake.
2: He did. Now, what normally happens to you when you got to open up a web page and there's a network error and it says the page won't load? What do you think's happened?
1: That there's a network error and the page won't load?
2: Yeah. You know what happens <laughs> when, when when Bernie Gaynor opens a page and there's a network error and it won't load? He thinks he's won a conservative battle. <laughs> He w- thinks he has won. He opened a website on the uh, the Department of, of uh, the Defence Force yep, mm-hmm. to open up and try and find the gay support pages. I don't know why he was trying to find the gay support pages. Who knows?
4: Page His like, bum git gay- decoupage that he likes to make. He was probably looking for some images for it.
2: Yeah. he's tried to open it and it said that it wouldn't load. And so he jumped on the internet to tell everybody that he'd won. That they had removed all links to gay support from the Defence Force's websites. But, um, Kat, someone went and spoke to the Defence Force, didn't they?
1: They did. And the Defence Force just said, no, we're updating the webpage. So, it was, quite, yeah, it was our links are down at the moment. They'll be back up shortly. <laughs> and
4: the
2: That's world it. laughed. Yes. And, yes. And uh, gave us another reason to write about how much of a completely bizarre man that he was. But
4: Sorry, they did. The defense force did. You know, very categorically say we are in open support of diversity within the military. Um, Bernie Gaylord is just a moron. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> just called him Bernie Gaylord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: uh, he's he's got a, a weird fascination. I, I can't get over it. He is out there to find everything to do with the gays. Yeah, everything.
4: His, yeah. His need to make them not exist or not be acknowledged anywhere in the world is quite. The humorous concern,
2: but he told me he doesn't have a problem with them. That's what he said when he spoke to me. He's like, it's not that I have a problem with them. Like, no, you do. You've got a distinct problem with the homosexual agenda, as you call it.
4: Sorry, was there an end to that sentence? It's not that I have a problem with them. It's just, it's just what, mate? Like, it's (laughs) it's just what? It's just you like trying to deny the existence of a whole faction of society. Ah, I love it. He probably
1: has a gay friend.
4: Oh, probably you know
1: like i'm not racist i've got a black friend oh yeah <laughs> those imaginary black friends that you don't
4: have who would be friends with bernie Ginor?
2: <laughs> this is true i don't he's got a wife and like six children i don't know how that happened uh but look if you've seen anything fabulous from him make sure you take a screenshot of it and shoot it over to us on twitter or facebook and let us know what bernie's been up to go follow him on twitter as well it's absolutely amazing time for some eight o'clock messages and we'll be back with our eight o'clock news right after this hey it's andy see here from the underground revolution Check- Make sure you join me every Saturday night right here on Brisbane Switch 11 97 and also on Switch Digital as I'll bring you the underground revolution playing one hour of the best electronic dance music around.
0: Hello, I'm Ted and I've got macular degeneration. When I started to lose my sight, I lost the confidence to get around on my own, especially going to the shops. I became depressed. That's when a mate suggested getting in touch with guide dogs. They taught me how to get around safely using a long cane. So now I'm visiting friends again, and I'm even back volunteering. If you're finding it hard to get around because of vision loss, give Guide Dogs a call on 1-800-804-805. Hey, put the music back on. Let's get the party back cracking up a man. Where's your suit? Please turn up the music. Brisbane's youth alternative. Switch.
1: You're back on Gay Savvy, and it's time for a little bit of news. The High Court of Australia has upheld a challenge to the government's new 20, 224, $224 million cash. 220, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of that's money. A, that's, that's, that's too much money to get my mouth around. <laughs> <laughs> the $224 million national school chaplaincy program ruling that the law used to maintain funding for chaplains is unconstitutional.
4: That is a lot of money to be spent in. Seriously. It
1: it is. And Queensland father Ron Williams brought the case to court saying the Commonwealth funded religious programs have no place in secular schools.
4: Damn right. I agree. Uh, In in other news, President Barack Obama has directed his staff to draft an executive order banning workplace discrimination against lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender employees of federal contractors. Woohoo. A White House official has told the Huffington Post. Barack Obama strikes again. The move is the Mm. clearest indication to date that the administration is prepared to take action on LGBT rights where Congress has fallen short. Notably, though, this official would not say whether the president will sign the order into law on Monday... Which suggests the White House is leaking the news to warn lawmakers that they have a limited window to pass more sweeping workplace discrimination legislation before he acts without them.
2: He's all about saying nice things to the gays. I'm loving Barack Obama just a little
4: bit. I'm his biggest fan. I love Barack Obama. Uh. Barack and Michelle. They're like they're like Beyonce and Jay Z but in power. Like uh. he
1: loves
2: Barack Obama. He loves him for a long time. <laughs> Uh, well, look, jumping down to uh, Adelaide here. Adelaide's most notorious street, pre- notorious, notorious even street preaching crew uh, didn't impress some young folks in Sydney yesterday. Um, there were some very tense scenes of a small gang of street church renters as they waved their banners on George Street, just outside the Queen Victoria Building. Um, they were up to their old tricks, yelling a strange tirade of anti-gay abuse at passers-by. Um, teenage Sydney-siders, even, uh, soon gathered to laugh, yell, and pose for photos of the, <laughs> the preachers, uh, hastily creating their own signs, labelling the so-called Christians as 40-year-old virgins, closet homosexuals, and hypocrites. i got nothing more to say with that. <laughs> clap, no. I, clap, <laughs> clap, clap, clap.
1: Definitely. Now, Austria's Green MP Ulreich Lunasek.
2: How's that one to go again?
1: Ulreich Ul- Lunasek. Was the victim of an acid attack at the Vienna Gay Pride March. Lunacek, who was Austria's first openly lesbian politician, having come out in 1980, was attacked whilst conducting an interview at the Pride event. Fortunately for Lunacek, the attacker used butyric acid, which doesn't smell very nice, but it's not corrosive like most acids. Whilst 150,000 people marched around Vienna in celebration, demonstrations in protest of the Pride March were also taking place, with the Christian March for Family taking to the streets to protest LGBTI people and ravo families.
4: It's a bit ironic. They're marching for families, but they're marching against families. I don't really understand that. Um, only the
1: families that they like. Oh, that's... Only the families that look like them, John.
4: Ah, I see. Okay, got it. Final part of the news. Out Olympic snowboarder Belle Brockhoff shares her own battle with depression as she joins Beyond Blue as an ambassador. Brockhoff was the only openly gay member of the Australian Olympic team, and she did speak out against Russia's anti-gay laws. Beyond Blue acting CEO Dr. Brian Greats said Brockhoff has shown she shares Beyond Blue's passion for taking a stand against discrimination.
2: Good stuff. That is our news for this week. If you've got any stories you would like us to cover, make sure you uh, jump on our Facebook page, at Gay Savvy. Shoot us a tweet. We even call into the studio anytime while the show is live on three double two one zero one nine seven. When we come back, uh, John is going to be running his very, very, very favourite segment for the week. We want to know. It's time to find out what's got your goat, John. We'll be back right after this. <laughs>
1: And you are back on gay savvy. It's time now for Scottish John to get angry. Hmm,
2: he does get very angry.
4: Turning into angry John, you know, eight twelve. Yeah, it's when it happens. Ur, Hulk angry. <laughs> he's starting
2: to, he's starting to burst out of his shirt already. The,
4: look, oh here too. The buttons are done. They can't see. There. You can't see, but yeah, I can. I'm busting at the seams. Hmm. Um. What so, I'm busting at the seams about this week? I'll just get yes. straight into yeah, it.
2: Yeah, get into it. Tell us what's got you goat. It's porn.
4: Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> hi. But it's actually a very specific porn and it's probably the most controversial what's got you goat I've ever done. Um, wow. This is about a, a porn called Viral Loads. And in Viral Loads, um, various men are have unsafe, unprotected sex uh, with guys who have HIV. And that's, that's the whole turn on is that these guys could get AIDS. And someone like takes 200 loads and shoots them into a guy's ass. And so it's incredibly controversial. Like but- Russian roulette. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, except you're almost guaranteed to get it like even more than Russian roulette because that's what this part is. And it's real. Like this is actually what the performers have in their lives. Ugh. And um and so there was an interview with the director of the of the um the viral loads video because it's obviously so controversial and so disrespectful and so in such poor taste. Um, but he said that his work was not um, in any way degrading the trauma of AIDS because he has a lot of friends who died of HIV and AIDS and he said that it's, the way, it's a way to keep the memory alive to recreate that kind of unsafe practice so that we don't ever forget how important it is uh, because it's in, this, in such an extreme case like this porn that shows you what some people can do and personally that's got my goat because I think it's incredibly irresponsible I think that's a ridiculous message because you're still glorifying um, unsafe sex practices and you're still glorifying the idea that you could contract a, a terminal um, a STD. So what do you guys think? I'm really interested to hear what you think. Cause I don't think it's a piece of art at all.
1: I think I just had an aneurysm.
4: Uh, <laughs> it's very often
2: that you can. Look at your face. He doesn't know what to say. <laughs> stun me. And, oh shit. And, and not uh, words that aren't in my head and,
1: and <laughs> out of my
2: mouth. What?
1: Okay, I take it back. Michael had an aneurysm. <laughs> Michael's had a stroke.
2: On <laughs> earth. It's sweet Jesus titty fucking Christ, was that?
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Can you what? see why
4: it got my goat? Like, I can't.
1: No. I've I never... mean, yes. I mean,
4: what how did this come up? How did people? this
1: come up on your radar? I want to know in what capacity did this arise in your consciousness?
4: Well, my my partner passed me the interview last night, and then I read through it, and I didn't ask him how he came across it. What do you it.
1: type into Google to I, find that, We had John? a huge conversation
4: about it. I, I, I wasn't looking for it. I was shown it. But, um, yeah, look, to be honest, <laughs> if you guys read it, this guy makes a lot of very persuasive arguments, but other people who watch porn, they don't receive it that way. They receive it as a turn-on, and I just thought it was very irresponsible and disgusting. That's
2: very bizarre, and I can absolutely see where that's got you going. That just... My brain is so numb, I don't even have the place for rage, but I'm pretty sure that's what's going to grow there.
4: It'll end up there. Yeah, maybe it belonged in the Bizarre Files rather than what got my goat. No, it's definitely a goat because...
1: You know, oh, that's it's disgusting. Just,
2: it is, and there's uh, there's some great campaigns that have just come out on the complete flip side this week um, that are about uh, positive messages for people living with HIV that um, I think we'll talk about a little bit later, but... Um, yeah. Well
4: saved, Michael. Well saved from from that like hell pit of a topic that I brought up. <laughs> That's um, thank,
1: thank thanks for that,
4: John. Yeah, but thank, <laughs> thank you for you.
2: bringing it up, John. I thanks. think very very interesting. Um, if you've got <laughs> any thoughts on that beyond the utter speechlessness that that has left us with, um, please jump on Facebook, Twitter at Gay Savvy, or call in the studio on three double two one zero one nine seven. You and John can have a chat about that. Can uh, take us over some music, love.
1: Yeah, we won't be posting the link to that <laughs> one. Just quietly. You are back on Gay Savvy. Now, we have a very special guest coming up for you. Another one, because tonight is jam-packed full of special guests. Stephen Carmichael's on the line.
2: He is. Welcome, Stephen. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you all there?
2: We are amazing. Even more amazing for having spoken to you, my friend. You are, Oh, you're too kind. You are on the eve of uh, a launch for a very special new project that you're working on. Uh, Youthfire is your new band, uh, yourself and is it three others? Have I got my numbers correct?
0: So uh, three others, and we're bringing in a few more people for the single release show tomorrow. Oh, very, um, very nice.
2: Very nice. And we...
0: uh, It's all all really hectic at the moment, where I'm scooting around Brisbane, getting gear, and um, picking up dinner, and it's just... All over the shop. Oh, but yes, can't wait for tomorrow.
2: Instruments and there's food everywhere. Um, <laughs> now, tomorrow night, you are going to be launching the single that we played on the show last week. It's World on Fire um, by your band, Youth Fire. What's the reception been like so far? Are people loving it? I'm seeing lots of things getting written in lots of places.
0: I've I've been quite overwhelmed, actually, with the amount of support and um, energy towards the release. I think even... Within 24 hours of releasing the song, we just had so much coverage. And it's just something I'm really like, I feel really blessed for because, you know, our team put such a hard effort into, I think it was it's close to two years. We, we were preparing the launch of launch of Youth Fire and things like that. So it just means so, so much to have so much support like this. So I'm pretty over the moon. And I can't wait for tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous.
2: Yes, tomorrow night.
1: That's exciting. Yeah, tomorrow night. tomorrow night we should all go
2: yes whereabouts is tomorrow night tell us the details
0: tomorrow it's at metroid theatre and we we sold out um, the event but we have a couple of tickets left so a a couple of people pulled out so
2: you can't buy a line
0: anymore yes you can't buy a line anymore but if you come to the door um, it's $10 on the door and we can um, squeeze you in sounds like a bargain what is that
2: sounds like a bargain $10. yeah dollars ten bucks you're selling yourself short
0: well, there you go just come doesn't matter
2: ah oh, beautiful, and um you are obviously gonna be doing more than one song. Have you got an e p an album on the way
0: Yes, mum, my team've worked like the album uh sorry the e p is um all written, and uh we'll be performing most of the songs from our e p tomorrow uh but we're just um depending on like marketing things and how we're gonna like arrange the recordings and stuff um we're not sure when we're releasing it just yet
2: ah beautiful
0: definitely in the definitely in the pipeline at some point either this year or next year early next year
2: excellent well we can't wait to see more of it hopefully we can make it down there tomorrow night everybody else if you haven't make sure you get online and grab it what's the best website where they can go to to purchase uh the song at the moment
0: you can go to youthfiremusic.bandcamp.com or you can just find it on itunes Awesome, you fire. Awesome, I didn't iTunes. know you're on
2: iTunes already. That's
0: amazing. Yes, yeah, I haven't announced it actually. But oh. Yes, it's on iTunes.
2: You have an announcement. You haven't announced well, it.
0: There you... yeah, is an announcement. It's on iTunes. <laughs> I was going to keep that a secret until Sunday, but yeah, I just said it.
2: Ah, beautiful. There you go. You have your world exclusive on Gay Savvy. The single <laughs> is on iTunes. Go and get it there. I'm going to go and buy it now just for fun. Uh, our guest tonight has been Stephen Carmichael. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Stephen. And uh, stay on the line for us. Uh, Kat's going to take us away with some music now. We'll be back very shortly on Gay Savvy. Okay, speak
0: soon. Are you a community group looking to promote your upcoming event? Well, give Switch the heads up. Email communitynoticeboard at switch1197.com with all the details. And we'll do our best to promote it to Brisbane.
2: Did you know that 97% of Australians think you give blood so they don't bother? 97%. I tell you, millions of people are lucky to have you. You roll up your sleeve and give whenever you can, while the rest of Australia puts its feet up. You don't ignore the need
0: for blood. You know, you're a lifesaver. If you haven't given blood before, please become a donor. Call the Australian Red Cross Blood Service on 13
1: 14 95 and make an appointment today
0: put the music back on let's get the party back cracking up where's your suit switch 1197 online now at switch 1197.com brisbane's youth alternative switch
1: i actually think tomorrow's concert for youth fire is going to be really really good
2: it's going to be amazing yeah they are such talented young men yeah love having steven on the show he's just fantastic
4: and as a Scottish guy who obviously being Scottish is really tight 10 bucks really is a bargain did he say there are four (laughs) people in his band uh yes that's (laughs) $2.50 per artist that you get to see like that that's a pretty good deal
2: pretty good
1: (laughs) trust John to think of it from that angle but it will be good it will be worth going along to and you can jump on our Facebook page and get all the details for that
2: absolutely now before that we were talking to to, uh Scottish Sean earlier and he was telling us what's got his goat and he was talking about this awful HIV porn, um, which was very unpleasant, <laughs> um, and so we really just wanted to completely flip the tables on that and, and chat about this really beautiful set of videos that are, have been released by the Queensland HIV Foundation this week. Have any, either of you guys had the chance to actually watch them yet?
4: I haven't yet, I'm afraid, but I, I'm very keen, so why don't you tell me about it, Michael? Oh,
2: John, well, why don't I Can have you seen them yet?
1: <laughs> no. No, that's all right. No, it's- but you did send them to me earlier today and I was nowhere where I could get to YouTube.
2: It is my job to, phone, uh, no. to tell you about them. Uh, no. <laughs> it's It's a really beautiful incentive and it was really about personalising the message for HIV um where where at the moment people are still stigmatized by it people still uh judge people who have it uh they're wary of them they don't treat them right particularly in the dating apps and stuff so they wanted to make more of a visibility out there so the queensland hiv foundation have released a series of videos with people actually publicly telling their stories and standing up in front of a camera broadcasting these videos to how many millions of people are going to watch them and say hey i have hiv was there one with a mother and son um there was a couple with women. I haven't got to one with a mother and son yeah there oh, there was a guy and he was talking to his mum. yeah, um, I think
4: there was a guy yeah, the guy who comes on at first and he's just talking about his story and then he says, you know his mum's really inspired him and she's there and she's crying and it's it's it was very emotional. It really gives HIV as an issue a face. it takes it away from being issue driven and and it lets you into those individuals' lives and it's very, very effective.
2: Mm, it really, really is a really strong and powerful movie and it's just like these different stories for them because, you know, people like to judge them and like, oh, you've got HIV, you must sleep around. And, yep. you know, there's one guy who's like, the condom broke and I knew in that instant I had to do something about it, you know, got tested and everything and that was the moment. Like, they know, they can pinpoint it because it was, it was a mistake, something happened.
1: Mm, and it's just an accident. Do yeah. you think it's on the rise? HIV numbers are up, yes, in this country.
2: Uh, in the state, um, you know, the the last stats were up, um, but it depends on which way you swing stats. Um, oh, okay. Uh, you look at stats being on the rise, but also since those stats went up, testing numbers have gone up. So right, got so rapid testing now. Right,
1: more people looking. But do you think? Do you think you people have become complacent?
2: Yeah. Yes and no. Some people really are complacent about it, as you know. Uh, you were when, sort of
1: saying that with your, you know, this director who said, "Oh, like." You know, I was around in the '80s when it was everywhere, and I Absolutely. wanted to bring I, that up again.
4: I think that um, I would like to think people haven't become complacent, but I think that it's very, it's very possible after such a long period of time of gay people being associated with HIV that people just feel like they're over it and can do what they want, which is very dangerous.
2: Mm, it's a little bit of that, and then those people that, that don't have it and think there's such a small minority of people that have it that they then stigmatize those people and it's something they don't want to talk about. Like one of my friends checked in on Facebook to the rapid testing clinic and he was like, yeah, getting my weekly um, HIV, you know, 30, 30 minute rapid test. And they're like, "Um, what? Like, have you been Facebook hacked? Like as though, that's not something we share. We didn't talk about the mm-hmm. fact that we get tested and, and make, oh no, no dear. That's, you know. It's important
4: to discuss that because, it, you know, it's important to be tested and to feel healthy. You know, it, it's no different from, you know, women going for whatever kind of, Paps and yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. at <laughs> you two, like, Women's scrapple.
0: Stuff. Whatever they do.
2: Um, so make sure you jump online, check those videos out. We're going to post a link uh, to the article that, that's going to put you in touch with them. And don't forget to get tested. And if you have anything you want to say about those, please make sure you jump on Twitter, Facebook, Gay Savvy, or call into the studio on three double two one oh one nine seven.
1: You are back on Gay Savvy. A little, a little bit of feedback there.
2: Yeah, nothing like a feedback, just to let you know you're in a community radio station. Exactly. Why you...
4: don't you jump online and leave us some feedback on our show? Oh, nice Yay. segue. Yeah.
1: Now, in the break, we were talking about Josh Thomas' new ad for Optus, which you... some of you might have seen because it's been out uh, on TV. Yes,
2: yes, I've seen it. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah, see what I did there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've seen it. I've seen it also. Thank you very much, Michael James. Now John is is shaking his head. There's a little bit of discord in the studio as to whether this is a good ad or a bad ad or whether we like Josh Thomas or not. John.
4: Mm, look, look, if there's one thing I can't stand, it's when things I are people say Josh Thomas. <laughs> Well, you know, it is an example. Josh Thomas is an example of what I'm going to say. Things that are like one degree left of centre, one degree left of mainstream, and then are marketed as incredibly edgy and innovative for the benefit of the masses. Oh, it's just so nauseatingly contrived. And this ad is a really fantastic example of it. Josh <laughs> Thomas mincing around, like selling, being weedy to the masses, because uh, <laughs> as if that's really, you know, impressive. And um, going around talking about like helicopters with Tudor people. And what else did he say in the ad, Kat? What yes, other giant examples? kittens yeah, and
1: look. gratuitous helicopter shots. For and
2: the, For those of you who haven't seen it, mm. um, to contextualise, it's basically an ad where Josh Thomas is at home and he's like, oh, Optus will ask me if I want to be an ad Will we say yes a lot. And so then I kept asking them for strange and obscure things and then they would say yes and every time he mentions a strange or obscure thing it's there and he says kittens and then there's kittens and he says giant kittens
4: and then there's kittens and it's on a beach and then there's... He's on a beach and, and, and then so he meets he so the kind. man of his
1: dreams on a unicorn and yeah, but the yeah. premise is, of thing.
4: the premise is, you know, Optus said yes apparently to every ridiculous wacky suggestion that Josh Thomas could come up with. Clearly some 60-year-old marketing man in a, in a... Studio executive somewhere, you know, came up with all these ideas, told, put all the words in Josh Thomas's mouth, told him exactly what to say, because they're not things Josh Thomas would say. He'd say, give me, you know, a ton of booze. Give me all the money I could have in the world. Like, it's just, it's just bullshit. Like, do you, do you think yeah, this but is, you know um, what it's
1: like? It's like the Old Spice ad, or it's like they're trying to do the Old Spice ad. Nowhere near as but well. But for a homosexual. Right, exactly. Because but have you guys seen the Old Spice uh, ad? No, describe it. This is it's very similar. This so. ad got voted like the best ad ever. When it came out, and uh, and basically it's this guy, uh, you know, in the shower with Old Spice. He's like, you know, what you can do with Old Spice, and it kind of. He jumps to all these different scenes. He's riding a horse. He's you know oh, got yeah, the woman cool. of his dreams. And it's it. very sim- it's very kind of irreverent and funny and over the top. And it's a lot like this ad, although done a hell of a lot better. But I will say this in defense of Josh Thomas: I think he's cute and funny, and I disagree with you that he's a sellout. <laughs> I think he's great.
2: I think it's a little quirky, and I think what they were actually trying to do was take the spin off his homosexuality.
1: No, because he meets the man of his dreams on a unicorn. Mm. So I don't think they're taking the spin-off his homosexuality. Mm. I think they're using it.
4: I agree. Yeah. Mm. It's exploitative. Yeah. Of a douchebag. Look, I don't know. I I think it's
2: just, I think it's another case of celebrity endorsements gone wrong. Have you seen them before where they just do it and you're like,
1: what? Yeah, but you know, Josh Thomas is a character. He's yeah. a character, and That's... he's been asked to play this character in this particular ad. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't tell me you wouldn't sell ad if nope. you were offered that kind of money.
4: Michael yeah, put it so well a as a summary. It's um, it's just commercialization gone wrong of celebrities. Celebrity endorsements, just don't do them. They're cheesy, they're naff, they're bad. Don't. Someone yeah.
1: endorse me. Send us your if best. Focus is listening. <laughs> I'll do whatever you want.
2: Send us your best celebrity endorsements. Send it online. Tweet or Facebook. Find us a video, a photo, anything you like. There's some great ones out there. I spent six weeks in the U.S. They'll endorse anything on TV on the U.S. Jump in the line and uh, have a look. We'll be back right after this on Gay Savvy. Yeah,
1: I look good in leather. Of course you do.
2: I've seen you in leather. You look (laughs) smart. Looking hot in leather.
1: I love that song. Because <laughs> no. I do look good in leather. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, on to other things. We might wear some leather to whatever's on this weekend. Oh, Youth
4: yeah. Fire tomorrow night. They're on this weekend.
1: Youth Fire on this weekend. What else is on this weekend?
4: Yeah, look, I, not a huge
2: amount that it was covering, but one of the main things that's happening this weekend uh, is Brisbane Hustlers uh, doing a fundraiser. Uh, they're raising money to be able to get the team down to... Um, Uh, the Bingham Cup in Sydney, which is the World uh, Gay Rugby um, Tournament, which is happening in Sydney later this year. So they're having, of all things, a trivia night... Uh, which is on Saturday night down at Lightspace in Fortitude Valley. So you can uh, jump onto the Brisbane Hustlers website or Facebook page to grab your tickets there. This Saturday?
4: Yeah, this Saturday. I love trivia. It's my favourite. Well, there's still seats. You should be coming. What are you doing? I intend to. That'll be awesome.
2: Excellent. Well, we've got another person coming to play. Excellent. Um, Kat, if you're not working, I'll be dragging you along there as well. But it'll be an amazing night. So come along. Check it out. Uh, get it on. Also, the Naked Magicians uh, run has returned to the powerhouse at the moment. There, from the 19th to the 28th, it's an amazing show. Uh, might even see if we can get some tickets to give away for that sometime soon as well. Uh, and of course, as you mentioned before, uh, Youth Fire is on tomorrow night uh, at Metro. Was it Metro Arts? Um, yeah, Metro Arts Theatre, yeah. yeah. Uh, jump on our Facebook page for all the details for all of those things. And coming up soon, on Friday, June 27 is Val Vapalooza, the launch party. Something exciting to do with music. There, I want you to go and uh, find it. We'll post the link up on our Facebook page. Valpalooza launch party. Is it
4: Palooza? Is uh, you sure that's music? Vul-
2: Vulvalooza. <laughs> Vulvalooza. There you go. Yeah. Palooza. Vulvalooza. Uh, it's it's being run by VU. R- yeah. Vul- L. Vulva. V. Yes, vulva. <laughs> <laughs> Valva Valva Palooza, run Ruth Gardner, uh, who's an amazing woman who does a lot with music lately, um, and also coming up on Saturday the twenty eighth of June, so that's next weekend, as the Brisbane Pride Festival's third annual Memorial Garden. So, so we've planned a little garden to remember people uh, in, the, in our community who have passed. It's going to be a new farm park, uh, and it's actually in a little area that is um, set up in the shape of a rainbow. So we'll be planting the, the plants uh, in June, so that when it comes to fair day in Uh, September they'll have bloomed and it'll be a nice little rainbow garden and it'll be a little plant going in there that's beautiful Um, and
4: certainly far more appropriate than honoring them in HIV porn yes
2: (laughs) just throw us back there John take us back to that dark place why don't you (laughs) love it well Uh,
4: I'm just saying like there's a better way to remember that yeah Absolutely.
2: Well, uh, look, guys, thank you very much for joining us. It's been an amazing time, and uh, we're going to be back next week. And uh, make sure you jump on our Facebook page, on our Twitter, and say hello. And, of course, go to the iTunes store and download our podcast, or you can stream our previous episodes on my website at michaeljames.tv. We'll see you next week, guys.
1: Mm, See you next week, darling. Have a good night.
2: Bye.